This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Cheeselandia. Cheeselandia. Doesn't that sound like a wonderful place to go? In reality, it's uh, something that people are creating, not just here in Wisconsin, but across the United States. Cheeselandia. That's what we're talking about with Sue Fanning from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin before 6 o'clock. How they are engaging with folks that are just social by nature to promote Wisconsin cheese. Pretty cool concept. All the details coming up. Well, are you ready for the weather details this week? We are going to warm up a little bit, but precipitation is going to be a part of our week as well. So keep the shovels around, the snowblowers uh, ready to go. You never know what we've got in Wisconsin. Today, mostly cloudy. 29 are expected high. Some snow moving in this afternoon. will drop down to around 24. Tomorrow's going to be windy. Snow could be heavy at times. 32 are expected high on Tuesday. 80% chance of snow for Wednesday. Mostly sunny, a little colder, 24 are expected high. Stu Ag meteorologist, has the weather details coming up. And uh, we were at the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Winter Conference in Wisconsin Dells over the weekend. We'll recap all the award winning from across the state before 6. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. At Compere Financial, we understand how challenging farming and this way of life can be. And we know you can't predict what the upcoming growing season will bring. So while there's nothing wrong with hoping for the best, preparing for everything is even better. That's why so many farmers look to us to help manage their risk and protect their investment with crop insurance coverage. Contact your local Compere Financial crop insurance specialist before the March 15th sign-up deadline or visit us at Compere.com. Compere Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Numbers, numbers, numbers. We got them surrounding us all the time, but what do they mean? Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. You know, at the end of calendar year 2018, a lot of folks were pointing at the high bankruptcy numbers that we had here in Wisconsin. But I'll tell you what, the devil is in the detail when it comes to those numbers and what they really mean, Bob. They really do, and farmers that were attending the Corn, Soy, Pork Expo at Wisconsin Dells this past week or so did get a chance to see some of those numbers. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. Paul Mitchell, agricultural economist at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, talked about his estimation of where corn prices and soybean prices are going and why, but he also put up some pretty graphic slides of what's going on with agriculture, farm bankruptcies across the country and in Wisconsin. And the numbers he put up there for Wisconsin farm bankruptcies were eye-opening. Yeah, one thing we found is like the federal government puts out all the Chapter 12 bankruptcy filings, and we had 47 in the state of Wisconsin during last year, and that was 40, 40 before the year before that, and it's been high for three years in a row, well above our long-term average, um, five, six per 10,000 farms. I was very surprised that we're well above our neighbors. Michigan is back to their long-run average of three, roughly. We're double that and then some, and this is very unusual. 
Is it uh, across the whole state? Are there some hot spots where we see more bankruptcies to, based on the types of operation we're looking at? Um, I've had a chat with the law firm that represents a lot of these, and they say it's a lot of different kinds of farms. It's not just one type of farm, not just small, not just large, not just dairy. There's just We've had a downturn in ag for several years now across a lot of commodities, and so you're seeing a lot of different commodities. Our cranberry industry is in trouble. Dairy has been a big chunk of them because it's just we have a lot of dairy farmers, and it's been a very trying several years now. And so there's no real strong pattern other than they tend to be along the, the, the driftless area along, along the Mississippi River Valley, tend to have a lot more than the average. But then you look, Dodge County had five, which is not even close to that area. But as you look at it, 49, as you mentioned, how much more is that than some of our neighboring states? It, it seems like it's an alarming number. Yeah, the, we like to normalize by the number of farms, so you get a sense of correcting for that. And we had um, 5.86 per th- 10,000 farms. Michigan, who had a dairy state, a lot of the same specialty crop industries as well as corn and beans, they had 1.77 last year. And both of our states, our long-run 20-year average is three. And so we're double that almost, and they're almost a little bit more than half of that. So there is something unusual going on there. Is Michigan second, or are there other states that are closer in the Midwest to Wisconsin's numbers? Oh, I, I no, other states are. Nebraska was second highest in the nation with 31, but we're at 47. And so there are other states have these um, losses as well. We're just well above our long-run average, well above our neighbors. And it's, like I said, there's no strong pattern other than our dairy industry has been in a decline. But it's not just dairy farmers. It's a lot of different kinds of farmers out there that are suffering. Um, and I always like to emphasize these bankruptcies are, for every one of them, there is, uh, I don't know the multiplier, but there's 5, 10, 15, 20 more farmers that have had to go through serious refinancing or to liquidate and said, you know, I'm just going to retire and not do this anymore or change my business. We don't have any data on those. These are the ones that had to go through and were forcibly filed for Chapter 12 bankruptcy. That we can collect data. On. As we look at uh, going through this year, you also talked about uh, commodities. As we get into spring 2019, where do you see these prices going as far as and what might be some potential environmental trade, things like that could change? Well, there's some hope that we're through the, the bottom part of the trough and that we're coming up on the up, moving forward to getting better prices than we've seen. Hopefully then more income costs have been up, and but, you know, our production's been up. and But the, the margin, the gain per bushel, it seems to be moving upward. Not good. Um, it's still negative for a lot of growers, but um, better than it has been. So I'm hopeful that we've come around the corner, but we've still got some time to go. Just because the storm is relenting doesn't mean it's over yet. We've got cleanup afterwards. And so I, I'm hopeful we're around the corner that 2019 will be better, but um, we've there's these bankruptcies worry me there's still a lot of people out there that are restructuring their finances to get through having survived these last three four years as you've looked at it and the factors that uh, could change prices hopefully for the positive what are some of the things you look at and how positive based on some of these things happening are you as far as where corn bean wheat prices might go well, the factors are, I think, a lot of these bearish, our supply is set. You know, we know where the 2018 production is. We've got to worry about what's going to happen for acreage. Um, it's going to be the big one. 
um, for 2019. We've had Munster crops for um, corn a few years ago. We still got a large, um, we had a record crop for um, soybeans this year. It's trade. We have always exported our surplus beans. Roughly half of them get exported. If uh, there's any disruptions to trade or accelerations of trade, that's going to move prices. Um, trade right now is still kind of a, a wild um, card in the whole effect. Um, it's going to create volatility. Any little possible positive or negative news is going to move the prices around until that news is confirmed or um, um, refuted. And so we're going to have to wait and see what happens. As far as trade is concerned, I mean, there's so many areas of the world where trade is disrupted. China, we still don't know U.S., Mexico, Canada, Japan, the TPP, Australia, New Zealand. All of these have to come into play, or can just one or two give us some positive effect? Well, you can see our major trading partner for soybeans, obviously China is a big one, but um, a lot of our uh, corn, you know, Mexico is a big buyer of corn, and so that's going to be part of the, the new NAFTA. All these are, the, you just look through the list of big ones, and that's those are the two that really pop up, is China, but you, you throw in, you got a lot of our dairy commodities that go to places like South Korea and stuff like that. So they all matter for certain commodities, certain places are very important, but for corn and soybeans, China, um, Mexico are uh, two big ones. I mean, producers still talk... Well, when are we going to see four, four and a half dollar beans again? Can we see that without Mother Nature being part of this equation? No, right now the the average is they're expecting for 2019 about 390 is a good guess for corn, and that's that's you know that uh, what that's the if everything's on trend. All we need is a big disruption in weather. Um, beans is another um, one they're talking like 875 is sort of a long term um, guess of, for what the 2019 crop will be worth as an average, and that, again, assuming everything's on trend, but that's also assuming we cut our soybean acres, like six and, a, um, six and a half million acres, and move more of them into corn, into wheat. If farmers don't do that, there's going to be, um, that's going to, the market will um, really um, send signals that, well, we need to get rid of these soybeans somehow if we don't cut our acres. Unless Mother Nature gives us a wild weather event, we'll see. But uh, from reports you've seen, it is indicated that uh, some of these planting trends are going to happen. Farmers can see the signals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, the, we have the pl- uh, planting expectations. Um, prospective plantings report will come out at the end of March, and whatever that report says farmers are planning and doing, the markets will give them strong signals like no, 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 or yes, yes, yes. And we'll see that will get the signals. But the thing I see, there's a lot of tight money out there, and crops like soybeans are cheaper um, to put in the ground. You don't have to put as much capital. Um, you don't need as much cash. So soybeans are attractive that way, but the market's telling us we need less is what the projections are. To get that 875 in beans, we're talking 6.5 million fewer acres. Um, Wisconsin, we have hay prices are really high. Will they still be high again? Um, will it be a good chance to make some money next year as an alternative crop? It's a lot cheaper to put in hay if you don't have the if the bank won't give you credit than it is to do corn or soybeans. And so, things like that will come into play is the, the ap- access to capital um, to financing. But the markets will send the signals, and then farmers are going to have to have their own individual discussions about what might can I make money at that price? Um, do what can I afford to put in? How much? cash I'm going to get for putting in seed, fertilizer, rent, and all that stuff. Paul, being an agricultural economist, obviously you're in contact with our ag lenders. What are they telling you about how their business model is changing as far as dealing with farmers going forward? Are they going to be a little less lenient? Are they going to expect more out of the farmers? Are going to put up different and more collateral? What are you hearing? Uh, mostly hearing more collateral. Um, there's been more and more loans are not performing, um, and so they've been asking for more collateral, even from people who have been good. So expect to be able to generate more equity, uh, more uh, having more 
cash to or collateral to put up on these loans. That's a, that's a common theme I've heard from a lot of people, as well as just making sure. Um, like I said, some people come in kind of go, "I'm nervous. I'm not really sure. You know, I'm making payments, but just barely." And the bankers are I've heard is saying, "Well, that's better than a lot of them we've been having troubles." Um, and it's 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 still very tough out there for some farmers. Dr. Paul Mitchell, one of the presenters, an ag economist, of course, UW Extension on the campus in Madison at the Corn Soy Pork Congress in Wisconsin Dells. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. The National Guard for me was a perfect fit. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I didn't find that in the normal day-to-day life. I didn't find that working behind a desk. I realized being hands-on and being a soldier was something that would keep me active, keep me outside, keep me in the, that team environment that I craved and that I needed so much. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. I wanted to be in Boise, Idaho. I wanted to be home. The National Guard gave me the opportunity to stay right where I was, to serve my country and my community, and it was the best of both worlds. I grew up flying bush planes in Alaska with my dad. I was fortunate enough to get my pilot's license. I wanted to be in helicopters. I wanted to be a crew chief. The Army National Guard gave me a chance to fly helicopters now instead of fixed-wing aircraft. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Taking the bull by the horns and teaching it a thing or two. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 519 now on a Monday morning. Kind of glad that I don't have any uh, pressing travel that I've got to take care of. Front part of this week because, by gosh, by golly, we've got more snow coming in. Some of us already under a winter weather advisory. Let's find out about it. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, joining us live via Skype with the weather details. Got a text message from Stan up uh, in northeast Wisconsin this morning. Said it started snowing at about 930. It's still snowing up there. And the rest of us, we might as well get in line because everybody's going to get more snow this week, huh? There's going to be more building in, no doubt about it, Pam. And it's a stronger low-pressure system that's going to sweep up out of the southwest. From what I'm seeing, I expect by late today, the center of low pressure is going to be around Missouri, uh, northeast Oklahoma. Then it's going to slide up into eastern Illinois and up toward eastern lower Michigan by late Tuesday. And that's why there's going to be more activity. A winter storm warning in effect now for all of us, at least from 9 tonight, or yes, 9 tonight until midnight 
on Wednesday, midnight, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, you know, at Fond du Lac and Oshkosh, that's midnight to midnight from tonight until Tuesday, early Wednesday. Nonetheless, there's going to be some wintry weather around as that low builds in, more snowfall, a little bit more of a wind activity with it too, so some blowing and drifting to be expected. Not that we're going to have a major cool down behind it, in fact, those temperatures hold up a bit, uh, fairly close to normal, at least for Tuesday. A little cooler Wednesday, but there'll be another low for later in the week. And as we move on toward a little later Thursday, Thursday night into Friday, I'd expect more snow to accumulate from what I've seen not as heavy as is the possibility, at least early this week, looking at tonight, not into Tuesday, but there'll be some additional snow before it's over with. So if you don't get some early, don't feel bad. There's still going to be another chance. It's still going to be having a whole lot more winter look around here. If there's any highlight out of this, talking with friends over the weekend, at least we aren't going to have that Arctic blast. Nowhere down the line does it look like this system moves on through or one of these systems move through, and we fall back to that way below zero weather. So if we can stay away from that really cold weather, maybe snow cleaning up isn't the worst thing we could deal with. But nonetheless, there's going to be snow chances around this week, one already by later tonight and into two. Tuesday. I'll have forecast details right after Celebrating this. 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers. A vision for Wisconsin Farm Bureau. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. You know, the only good thing about this, Stu, is at least we aren't going to have bone-chilling temperatures along with the snow. Right. It is going to cool some, but nothing real drastic. So the winter storm warnings start kicking in even at 9 p.m. tonight or midnight and last until midnight on Tuesday night. Cloudy skies today. Well, you may have a morning flurry here and there, especially in eastern Wisconsin. Have no fear. Just a cloudy day. Upper 20s, 28, 29 degrees. East winds about 5 to 15. But then cloudy skies and snow probably building in just after dark at La Crosse and Mauston, and maybe not till 10 or 11 in eastern Wisconsin, but the snow builds in tonight. We drop back toward the mid-20s. East winds 8 to 18, could even gust near 25. Cloudy skies and snow for Tuesday, still heavy at times, upper 20s, almost 30. East winds 8 to 18, they become northwest in the day. I'd say if we drew that line from Madison up toward Oshkosh and Fond du Lac, probably three to six inches. Lacrosse and Boston, a little more, at least a four to eight out of this one as we head on through the day. Tuesday, snow ends, and then by Wednesday, mostly sunny, lower 20s, anywhere from 22 to 25, and the west winds 8 to 18, gusting to 25. And it is then, Pam, I think Thursday night into Friday, the next round of snow builds in, so... Clean it up and keep ready. Yeah, I guess so. All right, buddy, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks.
You bet. See you then. Yep. Stumach, our ag meteorologist, with those weather details, like them or not, eh, as far as the weather is concerned. Well, around the state this morning, we are, like I said, not too bad as far as temperatures are concerned. Lacrosse, you're cloudy. 21 degrees. Moston, cloudy and 19. Madison at the airport, cloudy and currently at 25 degrees. Fond du Lac, you're starting off with clouds and 19. Oshkosh, clouds and 18 degrees. And like Stu said, all kinds of uh, snow on the way starting this evening. Coming up after 5.30. Thank goodness I got uh, pretty good roads up to Wisconsin Dells uh, on Friday. That's where the Wisconsin Cattlemen had their winter conference and awards meeting. We'll give you a quick snippet on the awards they presented, and then up before six, Cheeselandia. I'll tell you all about it. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. The 57 Facet Diamond has been around since Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. They're beautiful, and Kessler's sells a lot of them. More than anyone in Wisconsin. I'm Monica Kessler. But Alexander Graham Bell never imagined cell phones. Just like the jewelers of yesterday never imagined the Kessler 81 Diamond. 81 windows, not just 57. And every one of those windows is a lighthouse. Shooting beams of light across the room. Delivering hope for tomorrow. And encouragement for today. Your one carat Kessler 81 created diamond. Or your one carat princess cut created diamond. Mounted in white gold. The definitive engagement ring. The classic solitaire. Is yours for just $3,500. For one carat? Other stores would sell this ring for twice that price. Welcome to Kessler's. And congratulations on your engagement. Find the Kessler's diamonds nearest you at Kessler'sDiamonds.com. It's the kind of charge you were never expecting. Ah! Hidden charges. You've got to be kidding me. Airline companies do it all the time. Check baggage, flight rebooking fees, and so on. As other industries took notice, everyone began implementing hidden charges into what otherwise you thought were complimentary services. When you have a plumbing issue, the last thing you need is another surprising charge. With Benjamin Plumbing in the surrounding Madison area, you never pay a trip charge. When others say, Well, we gotta roll a truck and that's gonna cost blah 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 blah. Benjamin Plumbing says, in the surrounding Madison area, no trip charge. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say no trip charge in the surrounding Madison area, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. The National Guard for me was a perfect fit. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I didn't find that in the normal day-to-day life. I didn't find that working behind a desk. I realized being hands-on and being a soldier was something that would keep me active, keep me outside, keep me in the, that team environment that I craved and that I needed so much. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just ice on the cake. I wanted to be in Boise, Idaho. I wanted to be home. The National Guard gave me the opportunity to stay right where I was, serve my country and my community, and it was the best of both worlds. I grew up flying bush planes in Alaska with my dad. I was fortunate enough to get my pilot's license. I wanted to be in helicopters. I wanted to be a crew chief. The Army National Guard gave me a chance to fly helicopters now instead of fixed-wing aircraft. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station.
Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. When their employees live where you live, that's Wisconsin Strong. When they support the local community by giving back, that's Wisconsin Strong. When your insurance premiums stay here, that's keeping Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual has been voted one of the top 50 insurance companies in the nation for auto, home, business, and farm insurance for the 10th year in a row. Their local agents and local employees make us Wisconsin Strong. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Because farm is in our name, you know that we care about everything farm-related, including bees. Blaine's Farm and Fleet has everything for the bee enthusiast, including the bees themselves. Get started with a 10-frame beginner hive kit from Little Giant. Includes everything the new beekeeper needs. Gloves, veil, smoker, bee brush, hive tool, and frame feeder. Just $199.99. Keep bees healthy by keeping mites away with the Little Giant Mite Away Quick Strips. On sale, $14.99. And remember to place your bee order by February 28th at your local farm and fleet store. Press for time? Use our drive through service and leave the heavy lifting to us. Just drive up, place your order, and we'll have you loaded up and on your way in no time. Also at Blaine's Farm and Fleet this week, check out this great doorbuster deal. O'Keefe's Working Hands or Healthy Feet Cream, your choice, just 5 bucks. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. The original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Yeah. Interesting conversation. Someone talking about Kaminsky, um, his freshman and sophomore year, then his emergence, you know, junior and senior year. Is that is could that be, you know, Reavers taking Reavers the same kind pl- of path? Reavers has had a much, much bigger impact than Kaminsky did. Yeah, Kaminsky as a freshman. You don't even knew who he was. He played well, I remember t- my he dad played. would be like, Who is this bum? Get him off the court. That he, was he, Kaminsky was on. He had the goggles on. Like yeah. that was what he was known for as right. a sophomore. I mean, he had a he actually had an okay game, then he got poked in the eye against uh, Indiana. He was having a good game against, uh, I think, Indiana when they were number two in the country, and Wisconsin pulled the upset there. But Kim- Frank Kaminsky was not Frank Kaminsky by any stretch when he was a freshman no. and sophomore. So I think Nate Reavers is further ahead. Now, Kaminsky took a ginormous mm. <laughs> jump from his sophomore to his junior year and then even from his junior year to his senior year. I don't know if Nate has that in him. He's not necessarily the guy that can put the ball on the floor as well as, as Frank did, but they've got similar game sets. I've seen them. I've seen uh, Nate and I and talking to our former Badgers on the Wisconsin round, uh, Wisconsin basketball roundtable, which will be, uh, which is every Friday. Gosser and Mike Bruzewitz, who both played with John Lohr, said that's who he reminds them of more so than Kaminsky. Uh, visiting with our sports director Zach Halper, and the other news of the day when it comes to Wisconsin. Uh, this used to be a a huge day as far as college football because this was the national signing day with the early <laughs> signing period, Zach. It's it's barely a, a whisper anymore. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple of big names still floating out there. There may be a, a name or two that, you know, Wisconsin has. But, I mean, by and large, they're they're basically done, and they've been done for a while. I mean, my God, my guy Mertz already helping me win that money enrolling in school. <laughs> um, but, you know, now that it's the finality is here and you see the, the rivals saying it's the highest, you know, uh, recruiting class of all time and you see – Two four seven sports saying it's the highest recruiting class of all time. I mean, now that it's officially done, uh, what's your takeaway? Special, and it's special because of the guy that you mentioned. Uh, if he ends up being as good as everyone thinks he can be, and this is ever everyone hoping he can be, 
it it'll go down as the best recruiting class of all time because it's, you gave him the quarterback. You gave him you gave Wisconsin the quarterback that they've been wishing for and wanting for outside of the Russell Wilson and Scott Tolzien years that they've desperately needed uh, the last twenty five years to be that next to take that next step and be that that uh, that great team that everyone wants them to be and be a national championship contender. I mean, if, do you think they beat Ohio State in twenty? Say say he turns out to be the greatest thing ever, right? They, are they the better, better than Stavis? Are they a better All team? All time winning. Are they a better team than Ohio State in twenty? Do they beat Ohio State in twenty seventeen going in the playoff? Oh man, uh, I mean it, they were forty three yards away yeah. from it, and as, I mean they were terrible in the first half. I mean, no if, more they're, if, if they're not down, what two scores at halftime? You'd have to think so, right? So I mean, I again. That, Maybe that's a little bit of fantasy land, and we can't go back and and do, and do that. That well, was we can. that you know you put all those guys together, but I think it's, it's got a chance to be special. And it's not just him, Logan Brown, Julius Davis, Spencer Lytle. Go on down the line of some really high, really highly recruited kids that Wisconsin beat out other major major programs for. You have to be excited about it, and I think uh, it has a chance to be really really special. But again, once they get here. None of that ranking stuff matters. And so everyone's on, on level ground. Speaking of ranking stuff, just to throw a little more hatred their way, uh, and I don't know why this many good players are still out there, but I'm looking at the scrolling list of guys who have signed today. Alabama has signed four top 100 recruits today. I don't know why there are four guys still out there, but, of course, Alabama's gotten four today, including one that's the highest-ranked one is the 10th highest-rated player, and Ohio State's got three today. Like they didn't get enough before they just <laughs> let you know what we've got this extra two months. Let's grab a few more dudes here while we got some time. Ohio State, uh let's see, got lost the, some guys though too. They lost like they in, this, did. in this two months process. They lost a few guys. They got an offensive guard today, and let's see, Ohio State got a, another guard. So apparently the Buckeyes loading up on the offensive line. Yeah, and I think uh, Alabama lost a, a four star recruit to Florida. Um so again, four star, five star. I think a lot of all these guys are very, very good players, but they get these stars based on who the who the offers are for the most part, in my opinion, and maybe not so much anymore because we get to see these guys in these camps all over the country and that type of stuff. But it used to be like, oh, Alabama offer that guy four four star, five star. But I, but I think, um, look, Wisconsin's never going to recruit on that level, so I think people need to just chill, <laughs> chill in that respect. <laughs> yeah. But um, well, the more winning they th- do, the this more... class, this class right now is as good as it gets for Wisconsin right now. Now, if they go ahead and take the next step, make the college football playoff, then it's the next one. Then it's the next one. And then, then another then, one. Then, then you potentially... Then all of a sudden, we the best. Right. Yeah. I uh, Before I let you go, I used... Uh, you know, I, I followed Vegas uh, because one. I would have thought Minnesota would be a couple, two, three-point favorite tonight. The Badgers are actually the favored team. Which tells me Vegas is begging people to take Minnesota because <laughs> Vegas really thinks Wisconsin's going to win because this happens all the time when you see bets like this. So... This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 35 now on a Monday morning. We're going to recap all the action from weekend conferences around the state. The Wisconsin Cattlemen's Winter Conference, a very good success in Wisconsin Dells. They're award winners in just a moment. And the Wisconsin FFA alumni gathered together up in Stevens Point. We'll have an update on that as well. Also before 6 o'clock, Cheeselandia. It sounds like a wonderful place to be, and the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin creating it. Stick around for all that. So, happy birthday to Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin. Today's her birthday, so if you are in her constituency, make sure that you maybe send an email of congratulations. On this date, back in 1979, the Ayatollah Khomeini seized power in Iran. Man, I was a kid in high school back in that uh, time frame. 
On this date, back in 1990, Nelson Mandela was freed after 27 years as a political prisoner. And now you know. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. It's going to take me all week to get the results out of all the conferences that happened across the state of Wisconsin. I was happy to be a part of the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Winter Conference Friday evening when they presented their special awards. Now, you can see all the details on the winners on my website now, fabulousfarmbabe.net. But let me send out special congratulations to the friend of Cattlemen. That was presented to Dave DeLong from J. Gainesville and Del Hawk Cattle Company. John Freitag, former executive director of the Wisconsin Beef Council, was recognized for his lifetime of service to the Wisconsin beef industry. Dave and Rena Koenig from Monroe presented the meritorious award for their dedication to the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Steak Trailer, the responsibilities they relinquished as of 2018. Two new producer awards were handed out this year. The Environmental Stewardship Award, went to Fred Larson Spring Valley and Larson Hereford Farms. Interesting story about how they're grazing cattle right next to a Class 1 trout stream in Spring Valley that leads to the Mississippi. We'll tell you that story later this week. And then also the Beef Quality Assurance Producer of the Year Award, brand new award presented to Dave Aaron from Aaron Beef LLC just outside of Stevens Point. And then there was the Wisconsin Cattleman of the Year that was presented to Reed Ludlow from Rush Creek Cattle Ranch just outside of Viroqua. This farm is focused on intensely grazing the acreage they've got available. In fact, stocking rates that surprised me, 600 to 900 head of cattle on pastures that are divided into five-acre patches. Reed Ludlow tells me that he recognizes that is intensely grazing Wisconsin grounds, and he's got to give up a little on cattle performance to get that quality out of the ground. So we're giving up some animal performance to get more performance on the, per acre on the on the unit on the whole farm. So yeah. we're intensely rotating to increase our total production. We are giving up because we're taking those cattle's ability for most of the season away to um, to selectively graze. Yeah. We're giving up some animal production, mm-hmm. but we're gaining total production. Reed Ludlow from Rush Creek Cattle Ranch near Viroqua named the 2019 Wisconsin Cattleman of the Year. By the way, his cattle operation is one of three that will be featured during the Wisconsin Cattleman's Summer Tour, June 22nd. Find details on that at wisconsincattlemen.com. And for the rest of the awards and details on the winners, fabulousfarmbabe.net. It's 539. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. And as a cooperative, our member owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. Learn more at Compeer.com. Trademarks of Compeer Financial and Equal Credit Opportunity Lender. So you think you're ready for Wisconsin weather. Well, let me remind you, Madison averages 43 inches of snow per year and 35 inches of rain. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for my friends at McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street, right there in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12, where everything is all under one roof. Boy, is that convenient when it comes to Wisconsin weather and making sure that your ride is safe. 
Now, remember, McFarland's takes care of all of your rides, whether it's autos, pickup trucks, large trucks, farm tractors, but it doesn't stop there. Bicycles, snowblowers, garden tractors, and RTVs. Listen, if you're depending on your ride and those tires, you should depend on McFarland's. And as always, service all under one roof in the auto and tire shop. Stop on by today and make sure your ride's safe for Wisconsin roadways. McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. So the World Ag Supply Demand Report out on Friday turned neutral for both corn and beans. Meanwhile, the world-ending stocks were neutral for corn and wheat, but bullish for soybeans. So now the trades got all the numbers they were looking for. How are we working in overnight electronic activity? Well, we're mixed. Right now, December new crop corn's down three-quarters of a cent, 398 and a half. We've got November beans down a penny and a quarter right now, 955 and three-quarters. July wheat, that's now down a penny and a quarter, 521 a bushel. As far as dairy was concerned on Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese was unchanged, 137 and a quarter. 40 pound black cheese, that was up a penny and three quarters at 152 and three quarters. Well, double A butter gained a penny, 229 and a half per pound. Fluid milk's pretty quiet. March closed three cents stronger at 1459. April milk was up a penny at 1480. Still have to get out to August of this year before we see any fluid milk contracts in Chicago that are at or above the $16 mark. Wisconsin FFA alumni members got together in Stevens Point over the weekend, and I will give you more details on what happened a little later this week, but I do want to recognize some of the new officer team that's taking over for 2019. Their president, Carrie Sable from Chilton. President-elect, Rudy Caterley from Judah. The vice president, Nate Zimdars from Ripon. And, of course, the past president, Mark Ladston from Sauk Prairie. Cheryl Steinbach stays on as their executive director. Congratulations to everybody that got involved in the Wisconsin FFA Alumni State Convention at Stevens Point over the weekend. Try to get you more details and results from that big event coming your way tomorrow. Up next, Cheeselandia. It sounds like a wonderful place, doesn't it? Well, I'll tell you what, with the help of a lot of folks that are just naturally social, we're sharing the story of Wisconsin cheese through Cheeselandia. Details coming up. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help identifying an armed robbery suspect. On January 24th at 7 p.m., a gas station attendant with several decades of martial arts training got behind an armed robber and grabbed him across his forehead and chest and dragged him out of the Sitco at 3401 Milwaukee Street. Moments earlier, the masked gunman had demanded money. The clerk turned him down. That's when he went to the register and grabbed some cash. The clerk kicked into action and put her martial arts skills to work. Although dismissed from the store, the robber still got away with some bills as he fled on foot. The clerk returned to her post and immediately called 911. The robbery suspect is described as a black male, 5 foot 8 to 5 foot 10, thin build, late teens to early 20s, wearing a black hoodie under a brown Carhartt jacket, black ski mask, dark pants, and black boots. If you have any information regarding this armed robbery suspect, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. If you'd rather be fishing, well, now's your chance. The Zone is inviting you to go walleye fishing with Ballard's Resort on Minnesota's Lake of the Woods. 
Our adventure begins Friday, June 28th to Tuesday, July 2nd. Check it out. Everything is included. Three days of guided walleye fishing. Round trip motor coach transportation from Madison. Four nights lodging. Meals. Your rods, reels, bait, and tackle. Fishing processing. And even your taxes. This adventure is only $825 per person if you sign up before March 15th. Space is limited, so call 1-800-776-2675 or go to BallardsResort.com to hold your spot. Wow. This trip will sell out, so don't miss the boat. Oh, God. Oh my God. Get ready to experience big time fishing with your friends in northern Minnesota with Ballard's Resort and The Zone. She knows which came first, the chicken or the egg. This is exciting news to me. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. She's Landia. If you haven't heard it already, you're going to learn about it now. It's not something that you need to Google on Netflix or Amazon or anything like that. But Sue Fanning is in studio with us today. We're talking about Cheeselandia. It is the effort of Wisconsin dairy farmers, their checkoff dollars, and dairy farmers of Wisconsin. Sue Fanning, of course, the senior vice president, CMO for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Her number one goal, number one priority, to make sure everybody in the United States and around the world recognizes real Wisconsin dairy products, and hence, why Cheeselandia. Love the name, Sue. What is it? What did we come up with here for Cheeselandia? Cheeselandia is our brand new consumer movement that we created to give fans a way and a place to share their love for Wisconsin cheese and really to be living messengers for our brand. You know, we talk about the respect that our dairy farmers of Wisconsin employees have for where their budget comes from. And that's our dairy farmers of Wisconsin contributing money every milk check. So talk to me about the strategy behind Cheeselandia. It is a very well thought through word of mouth campaign to make sure that people on social media of all different backgrounds, all different geographic locations are specifically talking about Wisconsin cheese. Now, how did you manage to pull Cheeselandia together? Give us some of the background, Sue. Well, we absolutely know that uh, consumers believe what their friends and family tell them over any other form of advertising. We also know that no matter how good your digital advertising is, that you cannot taste cheese by looking at your computer. So we wanted to give real-life experiences to real people. We wanted to equip them with some cheese. We wanted to give them a reason to celebrate. We wanted to educate them about why Wisconsin cheese is so very, very special. And then we wanted to let them share it with their friends. And so this is a word-of-mouth movement. We are going to be having at least 300 house parties across the country this year. Now, notice she has only talked about cheese and people's passion for food, cheese, entertaining. You actually solicited people from across the countryside to be a part of the Cheeselandia movement. Tell me about that and the results that you got by just offering them the opportunity and some Wisconsin cheese. We did. We started a campaign. We reached out and we were looking for people who were Wisconsin cheese fans across the country. We were pretty vague about what we wanted. We just wanted to figure out who truly was passionate about Wisconsin cheese because we did not want to create any kind of an inauthentic movement. We did not want to reach out to some huge influencer who has hundreds of thousands of fans and say, okay, we're going to pay you X dollars to talk about cheese, which you may or may not even like. We wanted to find 
find people who had a true passion in them for Wisconsin cheese. And so we reached out across the country and we found them. Uh, we were kind of overwhelmed with the results. We had thousands of people who applied. In fact, we had so many that we had to shut it down a little bit early because we had just so many applicants. We had people in 49 out of 50 states apply to be ambassadors for our brand. And the the 50th state that didn't get any takers was? Hawaii. All right. Well, that's all right. Well, we'll let them watch online and then they'll catch up with the rest of us. Now, let's talk a little bit about what we did ultimately decide on as criteria for these folks to act as our vocal cords with friends over cheese. Okay, first of all, we looked for people who were very social, not in the way that they have hundreds of thousands of followers, but that they're social in real life. We saw pictures of them online going to yoga retreats and out drinking wine with friends and having folks over and celebrating. So people who were truly social, that was one. The second one is that we wanted to have people who took great pictures because we all know that photos are everything today on social media. You've got to be an amateur photographer to be successful. The third one is we wanted people who were good storytellers because they are telling the story of Wisconsin cheese. So it was really important to us that they were able to convey the messages for us. And again, we found so many people. We were just overwhelmed. Sue Fanning's in studio with us. She's the Senior Vice President CMO for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. This is where your dairy farmer checkoff money is being channeled, folks. Now talk a little bit more about Cheeselandia. You mentioned 300 of these home entertainment opportunities in the calendar year, 100 that have already taken place. What have we learned in the 100 that have already happened, Sue? We have learned that we have some passionate, passionate advocates out there. Again, I just want to be clear. We are not paying these people anything to do this. And they are creating so much content for us. They are writing songs about us. They are making videos about us. There was one incredible Instagram story where a gentleman shrunk himself down and was walking amongst the Wisconsin cheese on his plate. I mean, these folks are so, so creative. And that's important because think about if a restaurant open down the street from you. It's one thing if you see an ad or get a flyer, but it's another thing if a neighbor or someone you trust says, man, I just ate the best meal of my life. Then you want to try it. And that's the way, that's the premise behind what we're doing in Cheeselandia. Now, this is all uh, individual efforts, in-home experiences or party experiences with your friends. Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin also has some additional plans, kind of with the same word of mouth premise. Tell me about some of the major markets where you're having kind of a pop-up party for people to try cheese. Sure. We took a look at some of the over-indexing areas for Wisconsin cheese. One of those was Orlando, Florida. So we had an event down there. We had about 150 influencers. We had people who were editors. We had people who were bloggers. And we had people who had applied to be Cheeselandians. We had people who ran restaurants. We had all kinds of folks that that were kind of key to the food industry in that area. And we invited them together and had a huge Cheeselandia party for them that we through. Um, It was pretty incredible, and the results were great. Well, and it's not the only one that you've got planned. You've kind of precisely selected some other locations that will have those pop-up Cheeselandia events. We sure have. The next one is going to be in Denver. Excellent, excellent. Now, let's talk a little bit about another aspect of Cheeselandia that's going in front of a huge audience. The phrase South by Southwest should resonate with folks that appreciate music, appreciate food, appreciate a warmer climate, Sue. 
Tell me what Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, Cheeselandia, Whole Foods, and South by Southwest have going on in 2019. Yes, part of our strategy is to not just go to cheese festivals and be one of a hundred different cheeses at a table because we all know that Wisconsin cheese is something very special. We were not meant to blend in. We were meant to stand out. And that's precisely what we do at this huge interactive conference at South by Southwest. So last year we went, we dipped our toe in the water. Um, We were very, very successful. Folks loved us. They really talked about us. And this year we're going to go back and we are going to create Cheeselandia for attendees. We're going to create this magical world. We like to think that we're making everyone's cheese dreams come true. People who come will find a cheese Ferris wheel. They will find a cheese fountain. They will be able to sip champagne from a woman who has a a champagne skirt on. I mean, there are going to be all kinds of really, really cool things going on in this cheese fantasy land. And one thing previously that we learned, people love the message, but the first thing they say is, where can I get it? And we didn't want it to stop there. So Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin being very proactive at the South by Southwest event. Tell me how we're going to do that pull through to actual sales of Wisconsin cheese. We are very excited because this year we have a partnership with Whole Foods. And during South by Southwest, we're going to do a Cheeselandia takeover at their flagship store in Austin, Texas. So we will be able to tell people the cheeses that you've tried here that you absolutely loved, you can go right on over to Whole Foods and pick some up. And we'll be doing sampling for two weeks. Wow. Amazing. So wonderful partnerships that have been created by uh, experiences like going last year, learning what we can and can't do and cheeselandia now popping up in neighborhoods potentially near you 49 of the 50 states and i'm sure once they catch on hawaii will be along with us and cheeselandia on its way to south by southwest how can we follow along on some of this activity sue if we're not regular visitors to the websites that dairy farmers of wisconsin's created or the social media streams give us a couple spots where we can check back routinely to see how cheeselandia is coming along Okay. Well, the easiest place to look right now is on Instagram. So the handle is at Visit Cheeselandia. You can also just follow hashtag Cheeselandia and see what consumers are saying about us. And you'll see all the different parties. We're in the process of kind of rolling out the website. So that'll be Cheeselandia.com. You can see a little bit right now, but pretty soon there will be an event hall there where you'll be able to see pictures of all these incredible parties. And honestly, we are blown away by the cheese boards that these folks are building and the pictures that they're taking, and the happy, happy faces of friends all gathering over a a board filled with beautiful Wisconsin cheese. Dairy farmers of Wisconsin, be proud. That's what you're talking about when you talk about Wisconsin cheese. Smiles. People that want to share this experience through Cheeselandia. Again, your checkoff dollars at work. That's Sue Fanning, Senior Vice President, CMO with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. You want to find out more, like she said, follow all those social media tags, cheeselandia.com, and always know it's your dairy farmer checkoff dollars at work. 